This is a Federal News Network podcast. Members of Congress haven't been shy about passing cybersecurity legislation in recent years, and more is on the way this year. They're promising to pass a cyber incident reporting law, and one lawmaker is going to take a hard look at how to boost the influence of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. For more, Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday. And Justin, let's talk about the wider Congress and the top priorities for cyber this year. Yeah, well, cyber incident reporting is right at the top. If you ask any lawmaker that is involved in cybersecurity work, it tripped up on the finish line last year and was not included in the NDAA. It would have required critical infrastructure entities to report cyber incidents to CISA. It would also require most companies to report ransomware attacks to CISA as well. So pretty powerful uh, authority there. New York Democrat Yvette Clark chairs the House Homeland Security's Cybersecurity Subcommittee. She spoke at an event hosted by the Silverado Policy Accelerator this week with other lawmakers and officials. And she said lawmakers would be looking to get that incident reporting bill into just about any legislative vehicle they can find here in the near term. So keep an eye out for that. There's also a lot of support for modernizing the Federal Information Security Modernization Act this year, updating that that bill. Overseeing implementation of President Biden's cybersecurity executive order is also a, a big priority for lawmakers. And then passing legislation that would have the government define systemically important critical infrastructure. So those are some of the top priorities. And this idea of the incident reporting, this can be controversial. Industry pushes back on it. Is it ready to report out and get voted on or do they still have different controversies in there to work out? It was right on the finish line last year before it got tripped up as not being included as an amendment to the NDAA, but it seemed as if industry was on board and comfortable with it. It it seemed as if most lawmakers were as well, and there was just some language snafu that kind of tripped it up at the finish line. This isn't what ultimately down the bill last year, but the FBI does want to be involved in this incident reporting bill going forward. Brian Vordren is assistant director of the FBI's cyber division. He also spoke at the Silverado Policy Accelerator. He said it's a misconception if people think the FBI want to control administration of the program. Instead, the FBI just wants CISA to share those incident reports it receives from the private sector. Here's him talking a little bit more about that. In legislation, it's also important for us to have our authorities accounted for. And that additional sentence would go a long way so that we would have unfiltered real-time access to the data so that we could truly leverage our forward-deployed decentralized workforce as quickly as possible, given the countless number of examples we all have about how important it is for us to engage in victims face-to-face as soon as possible. And that's Brian Vordren. He's the assistant director of the FBI Cyber Division. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday. And Justin, what does the Homeland Security Department have to say on the FBI potential role here? Different department. Well, publicly, at least, there's no bureaucratic infighting. DHS is supportive of sharing with the FBI and, and other agencies when they get these incident reports. DHS Undersecretary for Policy Rob Silvers spoke at the Silverado event as well, and he talked about sharing those reports. There is just no question that ho- however Congress decides to allocate the different roles and responsibilities in the bill, uh, what we are going to do in the implementation is we are going to share the reports immediately with the FBI, with other um, federal agencies uh, that have a need to know. 
All right. Well, let's hope they do then if this all comes to pass. And uh, what else is on the plate for Congress this year with respect to cybersecurity, Justin? Yeah, one thing I'm watching is uh, is what John Katko, he's a New York Republican and ranking member of the House Homeland Security Committee. And he believes CISA should go to about a $5 billion a year agency within the next couple of years. That would be about double its current annual budget. He is launching something called the CISA 2025 Initiative this year. He's looking at CISA's responsibilities, authorities, and capabilities, and, and really its ability to grow to that much larger, more influence, influential agency. He says it will convene industry briefings and, and do oversight letters and other, other uh, events with, with officials inside and outside of government. It's all going to lead up to a legislative proposal that will be ready for next Congress. So that's going to be something to watch this year. Here's Catco talking a little bit more about where he views CISA at this time. We're kind of at a crossroads where is CISA going to be strictly a regulatory agency or are they going to be a collaborative agency working with the private sector and developing those relationships that, that allow trust and better product to prevail? And I think the Log4j incident recently really kind of shows that the collaborative effort is a model that I would like to see more of going forward. We need to build on this success, and I think we need to bolster CISA's resources and authorities and get the word out about the things CISA can offer. And that's Congressman John Katko, a Republican from upstate New York. And Justin, what would he focus on as specific areas? I mean, you said he wants CISA to be $5 billion. What would they spend it on? That's a lot of money, even for CISA. Yeah, sure. And so, so there's a few different areas he's looking at. Organizational efficiencies are one. Is, is CISA really organized right now with this different directorates to really get after this sort of role as both a leader inside the government and, and outside the government on cybersecurity? Its ability to share information about cybersecurity threats, that's another area he wants to look at. Is it able to take information it maybe receives from intelligence agencies, declassify and quickly share it to folks who need to know about those threats? Also, its ability to get information through things like cyber incident reporting that we talked about earlier. Another big issue, centralizing federal network security for CISA, in CISA, really, that's a big focus. He says it doesn't make sense to have more than 100 chief information security officers across government within each agency. He thinks CISA should be more empowered to do that role on behalf of agencies. And that's also something, as an aside, that we'll be looking at in FISMA modernization. That's that's something that lawmakers are already looking at. As you and I talked about earlier, too, this week, that idea of overly centralizing FISMA controls, say, with one agency might limit the ability for Congress to oversee an individual agency for cybersecurity. That accountability could shift away from the agencies. The accountability would probably shift to CISA, I would take a guess. And in addition to empowering CISA, you know, lawmakers would also look to CISA for those answers and for that accountability on the cybersecurity across federal government. Sure. And then there's workforce issues he's looking at. Yeah, that's a big one that he'll take a look at as part of the CISA 2025 initiative. You know, obviously the ability to recruit and retain people at CISA will be key if lawmakers want the agency to take on this more expansive role to do all these different things, working with private sector entities, working inside government to be the the CISO, as, as he calls it, across government. So workforce development will be another big issue. John Katko takes a look at this year. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Be sure to check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com.
Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.